Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So today I want to talk about a topic that I addressed a few years ago in an episode called um, the super syndrome. Why am I revisiting it again? Well, I've noticed a lot of posts recently on social media regarding the subject. Now, I don't know if my personal opinions or thoughts on the topic are unpopular opinion, but let's get into it and learn together. Now, I have already acknowledged that I am made like Martha, so I will create routines to kind of keep structure and balance in my life to make everything work. Does it always? No, not necessarily. I mean, (laughs) what doesn't work, throw out, go back to the drawing board, try again. But it can get very hectic. What I will say, though, um, is that I have had to learn over the years, more recently, that it is okay to not be okay. And I think the whole idea or the whole concept behind Superwoman or the way that it is portrayed or the stigmas that go along with it is, is that it's not okay to not be okay. Um, the Superwoman uh, syndrome or uh, projection, it kind of gives off this, you got everything under control and you, you know, you, you just have it all together. It, it's a false sense of like <laughs> togetherness for lack of a better word. I'm, I'm sorry. I just the, the reason why I, I, I feel like it's really just problematic, honestly, because it makes. Well, let me talk about myself. It made me feel like I had to, you know, give off this persona that I had it all together that everything was working and when things weren't working I felt bad and felt like a failure because it's like oh you know I saw my mama do it or I saw my friends doing it why can't I and it kind of takes me back to you know the whole topic about the 24 hours and everybody has 24 hours to you know to hustle and grind and get things done right and the thing is is that yes We, in fact, all have 24 hours, but we do not have the same 24 hours. And I think that same concept or the realization of understanding that we don't have the same 24 hours also goes into this whole superwoman concept as well. Like we are all superwomen in our own rights and it's okay for some women Um, Well, first of all, not even just some women, but we should all have a village. Now, do we all have a village? No, not necessarily. But we all could have a village if we were more willing to help each other out and if we were more willing to be vulnerable and swallow our pride. I think the superwoman um, idea or concept kind of breeds pride in us because for myself, it was a pride thing. I took pride in being able to handle it all. You know, when my kids were younger, and and this is me just uh, getting ready to be real transparent with you guys. I've shared this again in earlier episodes when I was talking about how I had to learn to give grace to myself, and I'm still learning that. But basically, for me, when my kids were younger, 
um, I was working outside the home, right? I've, I've pretty much up until COVID, it has always been a work outside the home situation for me. And where I worked, it was always at least 45 minutes um, two and 45, 45 to an hour coming back. So you estimate that to about two hours out of my day, plus the eight hours that I worked outside of my home. It's a total of 10. There's only 24, right? So that leaves me with 14 hours. Now, I'm not one who has always gotten like the full eight hours of sleep. For the most, I can function pretty well off of four to five. And that's really how my sleep schedule was. So you take that away, that leaves me with about 10 hours left in the day, right? And this, these 10 hours that I had left in my day, uh, nine to 10, uh, give or take a few, these hours were spent with me trying to, you know, make time for myself to at least work out to be consistent because I needed to do that for my health. Uh, make sure that I was, you know, fixing dinner for my family. Also trying to like get the school, the kids clothes together. And I had a routine like my Sunday routine was to get all of their clothes picked out for the week, iron them and have them hanging up in their room because I left the house before anybody else did. And so because it was Anthony who was going to be dealing with the kids and making sure that they got dressed for school and were leaving on time and had their lunch packs and everything, I tried to make his mornings as simple as possible. So yeah, I had made sure that all the clothes were picked out and everything for them for the week. Every morning I made their bag lunch for them to take to school with them. You know, um, I just made sure that everything was fine so that he had a smooth morning. You know, all he had to do was get up, you know, get the kids ready, give them their breakfast, give them, you know, um, grab their lunch bags, put them in their car seats and go. And then when I came home, it was the breakdown of everything. It was giving them their baths and it was, like I said, cooking dinner. So there was a lot that was going on. And for me personally, I started to build resentment. Um, and, and these are the, the things where I'm just like this whole superwoman thing where we're trying to say like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a superwoman and priding yourself on what you do, but I think it really comes back to the heart of the matter, right? Again, speaking about Hannah, for me, yes, I enjoy doing things for my family because my love language is acts of service. So here's another false thing because even though that was my love language, I felt that the way that I receive love is how I needed to show it. But acts of service is not my husband's love language. He is a words of affirmation, a quality time type of guy. And so anyways, for me, everything that I was doing, it was like, I'm doing it out of love. I'm doing that. This is my contribution to the house. This is my contribution to our marriage, to our family, so on and so forth, right? But there were times that I was tired. <laughs> there were times that I didn't feel like coming home and cooking, but I had to. And what my problem was is, is that I never reached out to my husband to say to him, hey, I need your help with a couple of things. Can we split up, you know, the cooking? You're, I know that you're not the, the cook in the house. It's me. But you do know how to to fry some fish. This is before I went vegan, y'all. You know how to fry some fish. You know how to make some grits. 
you know how to make spaghetti. Like there are a couple of recipes in your repertoire that you can go ahead and whip up for a family meal on some of the nights when I am coming home later in the evening and I'm just too tired to do it. Right. Um, but again, be, I was not expressing this to him, but in my mind, I was thinking it. I was like, dude, for real, you see that I, like you have the, the better schedule than I do because he's always had a great flexible schedule. You know, um, I think I, I shared it in an episode before how he and I had to sit down and kind of rehash our roles and responsibilities in the house because I grew, we both grew up with our mothers being the primary caregiver. So it was just in our minds that that's how it was going to work out in our house where I was going to be the primary caregiver, you know, taking care of the kids, which is what I was doing. But at the same time, like if you have Monday and Friday off every week, like that's just your work schedule then yeah, do I really need to be taking a sick day or taking time off of my job to take the kids to the doctors? Now, this is where we got to be real with ourselves, right? Especially us moms, because moms are the go-to people. They are the ones that the doctors are calling, that the school is calling, like everything is mommy. It's very rare that a school is going to call dad first even though you put dad's phone number down first on the emergency contact form, because I have done that and they will still call me first. It's just, I don't know. Uh, I don't even want to say stereotype, but it's just the, the norm that it's mommy who is the caregiver. So anyways, you know, that was one of the things that I had to relinquish out of trying to be in control of everything was you know taking my kids to the doctor because it was just like seriously Anthony can go if I always schedule the doctor's appointment on a Monday or Friday Anthony will be available to take our kids versus me taking the time off now it comes down to okay Hannah do you really just want to be in control of everything where you're taking this time off I mean you can you are given vacation day so you can take it but I had limited vacation days. Do I really want to use my vacation days that I could be spending with my family on vacation to take the kids to their doctor's appointment? And not all offices will allow you to use your sick day as the day for you to go take your kids to the doctor. There was one place that I worked at that if I was going to take the time off to do so, I had to use a vacation day. So what I ended up doing was just work, coming in to work late. Like, hey, I got to come in late this day because I got to take the kids to their doctor's appointment. And I would just have to make up that time later on or something like that. But again, there had to be a conversation between Anthony and myself about it because it was like, this doesn't make any sense. It like as much as I want to be there at the doctor's office, having these conversations versus giving you a list of questions, I, I would rather do it myself. But like logistically and, and reasonably, it just makes more sense for you to go because you have the time off. And so that was one of the things. But and I think that for me personally, that was an issue it was just me letting go of control of stuff I did not have to be in control of everything I did not have to do everything I wasn't the one who took the kids to school because again I had to leave earlier than they needed to be dropped off does it make sense for us to pay for the earlier or extended care when their father could take them just because I want to be the one to say goodbye to them or to 
Like, no, I did not have to do it all, which is why we had to sit down and have a conversation. But even if we had a conversation about like just the reversal of roles and responsibilities, there were other little things that, you know, were were was nagging me because, again, I am. I Now, let's make one thing clear. I do not like cleaning. OK, it's not like I get up and have joy in my heart like, oh, I get to clean today. This is awesome. No, that is not me. But I like my peace and I like my tranquility and I am at peace when my house is clean. Therefore, I will clean said house. But it's not like my passion to clean my house. I keep my house clean because it helps me keep my sanity. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of times, especially when you have younger kids, the kids will help create the mess, but the kids ain't trying to clean it up. And even though I was singing the cleanup song with them, clean up, clean up, everybody, everywhere, even though I was singing that little song with them, that I was still going behind them cleaning up. So there were times where I'm just like, I y'all are slowing me down. I want to get through this quickly. I'm going to just go ahead and do it. So I did it. But it was like, oh, my gosh, this is all on me. And I think this whole superwoman thing, that's my problem with it. My problem with it is, is that and I'm going to say we because I've talked to my girlfriends who are moms, who are wives, and they kind of have the same response. Right. So in in reference to me and my girlfriends, we have the you know tendency to complain about having to do it all ourselves but we're not relinquishing any control to the other contributors to the mess in our household for them to help out like one of the things that I had to learn was now that my kids are older and I've been teaching them chores since they were probably around five years old. I mean, obviously when they were younger, it was like trying to train them to put their toys away and everything, but like literally giving them responsibility and saying, oh, this is something you can do. Like I went to the the, the chore chart and I was like, okay, at what age can I teach them what? Because that that's just in my nature. I am a tidy person. You know, uh, sometimes I can be a little anal about things, but I think after almost being married to Anthony now for like 14 years, uh, we'll be celebrating year 14 next month. Woohoo! But anyways, after being married to him and having children, I am not as anal about things as I was before. Like I will let things go a little bit longer than I did before. But then there's a point where I'm like, oh, my gosh, we are living in a pigsty. Now, you may come to my house and say, Hannah, where's the pigsty? And that's OK. That's fine. In the in the words of Tabitha Brown, um, it that's my business, you know, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, seriously, like I just don't, I can't live in mess. I can't live with stuff being out of place. Like my mantra in life has been, everything has its place. Everything can be put in its place. So, you know, when it's not in its place, I could probably deal with it for a little while, but then when it's going on, like probably a week that I still see your shoes sitting at the, the door instead of on the shoe stand, it's like, Hey bro, can you pick that up? I digress. But <laughs> anyways, I mean, my, my whole thing is, is that like I've had these conversations with my friends and we've talked about it. Now, with my kids, I have um, told them or like I said, I was teaching them how to, you know, do chores at an early age. But here's the thing. Right. 
as I was teaching them that there were still certain things that I had not relinquished control to. Let's take the laundry, for example. So I taught my kids how to pull their um, their hampers out of their rooms and how to separate their clothes, separate their dark colors from their white, their light colors from their whites. Right. I've taught them how to do that. Now, at the time of teaching them how to do that, the kids were too small to kind of load the washer um, machine themselves because I don't have I have a front facing dryer, but I don't have a front facing washer. It's a top facing one. So, you know, they weren't tall enough to to kind of put everything inside of the washing machine. And then where I have the detergent and everything like that, they would need a step stool to get there. Now, it's been this year recently that I've let let them get to the point now where they can actually put their clothes in the washing machine and and put in the um the detergent and all that stuff but we had a slight mix up with some bleach on some colors so we gonna go back to the drawing board on that one but what I did before this year with having them you know be a little bit more responsible when it came to their laundry what I had the kids doing was putting their clothes away and that even took time. So at first, the first step was learning how to sort their clothes their, themselves. And then from from there, I washed the clothes, I folded the clothes, I put the clothes away. But then eventually, as I was complaining about how I got all this laundry, it's only four people in this house. I don't understand like pile like clothes or baskets are piling up. You know, um, my mom was like, well, why don't you let the kids put their clothes away themselves? And I was like, oh, OK, I mean, because, again, Hannah is anal. Hannah has the clothes put away certain, a, a certain way and the joys drawers are neat. But I just know that if my kids are putting their clothes away themselves, it's not going to stay that way. And sure enough that is exactly what happened the kids I will tell them okay I folded your clothes here's your basket go ahead and put your clothes away and because they're trying to hurry up and get through it so they can go outside and play there wasn't putting the clothes in the drawer neatly it like literally it was just dumping it in there like there was one time I went into AJ's drawers and both his shorts and his shirts were in the same drawer when he has two separate drawers. like he has a, sh a drawer for his shirts and a drawer for his shorts actually he has two drawers for his shorts he has his long pants and he has his I digress y'all it was just a mess and I was just like oh my gosh so now I have to I'm going back in there and I'm reorganizing and I'm like how is this helping me when I have to go back in and redo it and in talking to my mother my mom was like well Hannah is well no actually this was a conversation I had with Anthony and Anthony was like Hannah, at the end of the day, is either you're going to just do it yourself and it be a problem for you or you keep teaching the kids how to put their clothes away themselves and let them do it. Or or how about this bright idea? Let them just put their clothes away in the drawers however they want to. They're the ones that has to go in it. it you don't have to go in their drawers anymore. Uh, I mean, and but the, see, the thing was is that I was still picking their clothes out. So I did eventually have to go back into their drawers. But then it was like, Hannah, they're old enough to pick out their own clothes. You don't have to pick out their clothes for them anymore. You can let them do that themselves. Give them a little bit more independence. Give them a little bit more freedom of expression, right? So it took me that like to to allow them to put their clothes away. Now it's like, OK, how about y'all fold y'all clothes yourselves? I will wash them, but I'm going to give you your basket of of clean clothes for you to fold and put away. 
Y'all, I tried that maybe two weeks and was like, I can't. We're going to have to come back to the drawing board on that one, too. Because, like, literally now, clothes were just being thrown inside the drawer, not even folded up, just a big, tattered mess. And I was just like, all right, that no, I will go back to folding y'all clothes and just have y'all put y'all clothes away because this is just ridiculous. It was either that or they were going to be living out the baskets. But then some people will say to me, well, Hannah, what's the problem with letting them just live out of their baskets, right? Again, you're trying to relinquish control. Here's the thing. We really have no control over anyone else other than ourselves, right? So like, even though I want my kids to do certain things a certain way or the way that I want them to do it, they're just like, they're themselves. And so they're, they're not going to, not that they're not going to appease me or that they're not going to listen to me, but it's just like, mom, is it really that big of a deal? So yeah, all of that of what I'm talking about. And I know I just spent a lot of time talking about laundry and everything, but I'm, my point is, is, is that this is where I have the issue with Superwoman, right? My issue with it is, is that we, I feel that society has put it out there that like, it is not that it's a bad thing. It's a great thing to be a super mom. Like it's a great thing to be a super wife. It's a great thing to be a super woman, have it all to all under control. You can be the wife, the mom and the boss and you doing all the things. That's beautiful. But is it necessary is what I'm saying. Is it necessary? Am I any less of a wife? Am I any less of a mom? Am I any less of a woman just because I'm at the point of my life now where I'm like, I don't need to do all the things. And I don't need my kids to think that I have to do all the things either because I don't want my daughter growing up thinking she has to do all the things. I want her growing up knowing that she can do what she wants to do and it still makes her a super person because of who she is, that she is just being her authentic self and that she doesn't have to put up a front. Now, if it's just you, if it is truly your authentic self for you to go out there and do all the things and that's what makes you happy, okay, that's what makes you happy and that's your business. But to make it across that oh in order for you to have this title or in order for you to be a superwoman you have to do all the things y'all can keep that title okay I don't need it I don't want it I have tried doing that living that lifestyle and all it did was add stress to my life it added stress to my life trying to be superwoman like I am still to this day now I want to say try because my therapist told me to stop saying that word But to this day, I am still on learning, doing everything myself and really trying, really implementing, not saying try, really implementing, giving things or delegating things to other people and leaving it there for them to do it, not going back and picking it up because that's that that was my problem. My problem is, is that I would complain about something and it's like, why are you complaining about it? You're complaining about something that you're choosing to do. And that's what I had to realize that I was choosing to do all the things and I really didn't want to be doing all the things. And so I was getting upset and complaining about having to do all the things and not having help with it. But here I was 
being upset about an expectation that I was placing on my husband and my kids without actually verbalizing it to them. Because I didn't say, hey, I want y'all help with this. I need y'all to be doing this. I didn't say that. And so because I did not say that, it's just like, at the end of the day, no, you ain't finna get no help with it. And you have nobody to be upset with but yourself because you did not say that you needed help. And that's your pride. And it was my pride. It was my pride because I felt like, oh, in order for me to be strong, I need to be doing all the things. But honestly, strength comes from vulnerability. Strength comes from you saying, you know what? I can't handle all the things or let me rephrase that. It's not that I can't handle all the things. I can handle it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I just don't want to. I don't want to have to handle all the things. I think that my children are old enough now to take on more responsibility. I think that it teaches them like, hey, you need to be doing these things because if and when you decide to go off to college or you decide to go straight into the workforce or you decide to do your own thing or when you have your own house, who's going to take care of all of that stuff for you? Mama not coming over there to clean up your house. I, I am not that mom. I'm not going to come over there and clean up your house. No, 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 no. You need to learn how to do that yourself. So in order for you to learn how to do that yourself and take care of yourself, I'm going to teach you from now while you still under my roof. So I'm going to delegate. Even when it comes to Saturday morning cleaning, it's just like it it's it's a struggle for me because, again, my kids are more focused on how quickly can I get through these chores so I can go outside and play or so that I can get on on YouTube because they already know on a Saturday morning you do not turn touch your electronics until your chores are done. So they're like, the quicker I can get through this, the quicker I can get to what I really want to do. And so it's like, did you sweep the floor? Yes, I did. Well, how did you sweep the floor and there's still crumbs there? I have a choice, y'all. I have a choice on either to make them re-sweep the floor or I just go ahead and sweep it myself. But to me, it's like it defeats the point of having them do it in the first place. If I'm going to come behind them, I might as well just do it myself. And that is what I used to do. I used to not have the kids doing chores on Saturday. It was me getting up early Saturday morning and cleaning the house from top to bottom because I did not want to be bothered I didn't want to be bothered with having to reteach them every time on how to sweep properly, how to mop properly, how to wipe counters down, how to clean their back. I was like, if I have to do all of that, I might as well just do it myself and I'll get it done quicker versus standing here and watching you do it and trying to teach. But see, that's not being a teacher. That's not being a teacher. And so when you're doing it all yourself and you're not complaining about it you know what I'm saying or or not even not complaining but when you're doing it all yourself and you're not saying anything you're not saying how this is too much you're not saying how this ain't really what you want to do your kids grow up thinking like oh mom was really a super mom and she had all the things and they don't know about how you handle it all and so then when they become adults it's like well this is what I saw my mama do and now they coming into relationships with expectations because it's like oh well my mama did this why you not doing that oh well did, was your mama truthful with you did your mama tell you that this is something that she ain't really want to do did your mama express to you that this was a lot because what you're asking me to do is a lot and those are kind of conversations that Anthony and I had to have with each other because his mom was a stay-at-home mom you know what I'm saying? My mom, she worked the night shift. So like both of our parents were or both of our mothers were mothers who were home during the day. So they did a lot of stuff. So when we got together, it was kind of the unspoken expectation that I was going to be doing all the things, too. But then I was like, bruh, nah, see, 
I work during the day and I'm outside of the house to at least for 10 hours of the day. Like, nah, we need to figure things out. But it took some time to get to that point. So now where I am in my life, it's just like, oh, no, yeah, I do delegate a lot to my children. I do reach out to Anthony and be like, hey, I need your help with this. Like we had to have a conversation about the about cooking. It was just like, hey, it's seven days a week. You already know before you met me that Friday is not a day that I cook because I grew up with that being like takeout night in my house. My mother never cooked on Friday either. So that is something that I chose to keep as um <laughs> a tradition for me as well so already there are there's one day of the week that I do not cook but even those six other days that I do it's just like do I always want to cook on those six other days no but uh, to be quite honest with y'all I think my my family probably gets a good at a minimum four nights of my cooking and I think that's a lot now there may be some others out there who do the seven days a week more props to you I I think that's great and that's your business but for me it's just like it gets tiring it just really does especially when you have picky eaters especially when you know you may make enough where there are leftovers and those leftovers are sitting in the fridge I'm like I'm not cooking anything else until this is gone like we're not going to be wasting food up in this house like there's too many people that's going hungry I need y'all to finish what's inside the refrigerator before I cook anything else and that is one of my excuses of not cooking all seven days or six days because like I told you I ain't cooking on Friday but like that is all that's my excuse for not getting cooking done for like those other two days because I'm just like nope there's still leftovers in there y'all need to go eat that don't tell me that you hungry don't because if you really hungry you're gonna eat them leftovers like that's just how I feel like I am at a point in my life right now where I do not want to like overexert myself I am not trying to get this crown on my head of being superwoman I'm done with that I'm tired of that I'm tired of being super I'm sorry I just want to be Hannah (laughs) because I think Hannah is a great person I think Hannah is an awesome wife as because at the same time I am the wife to Anthony C. Jenkins. I am graced to be with that man. So what that man needs, I am able to provide him. I am able to be his place of peace. I am able to be his rock when he needs one. I am able to be his listening ear. So being there for him and doing for him, as long as he thinks I'm great and as long as he thinks that his wife is doing what she needs to be doing, that's really all that I need to be concerned about. Same thing with my children. Like I don't have to compare myself to other moms and what they're doing to have this title of super mom. I don't even have to compare myself to my mama and all the things that she did to be like, oh, well, this is what my mama did. I need to do the same thing. No, nah, because my mama raised me in a different generation and I'm re- I'm raising a new generation of children right now. And so things are different. So this whole superwoman mentality is for the birds for me. I'm sorry. It's just for the birds. It's not for me. I am done with having that title. I don't need it. Y'all can keep it for all of those who want to have it. Be my guest. That is your business. I, I, I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't think it's necessary. So if this is unpopular opinion, then it's unpopular opinion. Y'all can share y'all thoughts with me. You know, you can always send your listener letters to Hannah's world zero zero at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up in the DMS on Instagram at Hannah's world zero zero. So 
I hope y'all got something out of this episode today. It is always my prayer that you do. So if you're not following a sister, go ahead and do so. Um, like, subscribe, and all that great jazz. And until next time, peace out, world. <laughs>